Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Podcast 63. 63, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of podcasts. Ooh, that is a lot of podcasts, too. I'm <laughs> a lot, full. A lot of podcasts, too. Hearty bowl of podcasts, too. Hearty bowl. We want to bring you another hearty bowl today. We do. It's, we got a real hearty bowl today. It's going to be good. It's oh, going to be good stuff yeah. today. My gosh. Four and one. <laughs> four and one. Yeah, you're four and one. I'm getting nervous. Yeah? It's <laughs> <laughs> strange. I'm getting nervous because I've never predicted to lose. And I, I, I'm like, this is not a good strategy because <laughs> eventually they're going to lose. Exactly. They have lost once already. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, well, last week you weren't here. And uh, so I, we were on a podcast. Kylie, our amazing uh, academy student, hopped on the podcast with me. And uh, she predicted in your place. She chose correctly. She did choose correctly. Thank you, Kylie. If you're listening, thank you. And uh, so that that was fun having her on the podcast. And but now we're looking forward to this this Sunday. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who are new to the podcast and you don't have any idea what we're talking about right now, uh, since the the since week one of the NFL season, me and Pastor Aaron predict the outcome of the Lions game. Yes. If we're right. And predicting the outcome, then that's a win on our end. Yep. So even if we say, hey, I think they're going to lose, yeah. and then they lose, that's actually, a, a, we were right. So that's, right. A, that's, yes. a, that's a point. Yeah. So I, I've predicted correct four times out of five. Yeah. I'm four and one. So I predicted uh, three out of five. So I'm three and one. Three and two. Or three and two. Yeah, sorry. Three and two. Yep. So I'm four and one. Pastor Aaron's three and two. We've got a game. This Sunday. This Sunday. And uh, they, uh, the, the Detroit Lions play, play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In Tampa. This one's in This one's in Tampa. We know that for sure. Yep, it's in Tampa. It's a uh, 425 Eastern time zone start. Yep, that's right. It's on Fox. It's on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> who, are I, the, who are the uh, play-by-play callers? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I knew all the other stuff because I I looked it up when they were playing and everything the, the um, other day, yesterday. So let me let me look this up. Are they uh, favored to win? Do you know the Lions are favored to win, uh, but not by a lot. It's like fifty four forty six or something like that, according to the ESPN analysis. So they have a six point spread. Um, no, not that's on the win eight, percentage. Six uh, the the uh, win fifty four percent per. Win yeah, percentage. Win for the percentage. Lions. This the spread is only like three points or something like that. So the, so it's a minus three for the Lions. Yeah, minus three for the Lions. It does help me decide who I'm going to pick. Yeah, uh, but the Bucks are the Bucks have only lost one game as well. Yeah, um, which actually I was listening to uh, a Detroit Lions podcast and they were saying that uh, they they weren't predicting the Bucks to be that good this year. Yeah, and they they said the Bucks seem to be doing better than a lot of people thought. Their defense is good. And yeah. <clears throat> And so I don't. We'll we'll see. This is actually probably going to be the toughest prediction for me so far this year. Yeah, I've felt first e- week was hard. First Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, there was lots of disagreement on that on that one. I I predicted wrong the first two, but I was pretty confident in my picks. I ended yeah. up being wrong, but I it wasn't a difficult pick for me. Yeah. And then the, the last the last three so games, you were confident they were going to lose to the Chiefs. I was. I didn't think they were going <laughs> to win against the Chiefs. I don't blame you. And I, I thought they were going to beat Seattle. I was confident they were going to beat Seattle at home, home opener. I know. I thought they were going to win, and they ended up losing that game in overtime. I know. Um, but uh, and then the last three have been. I feel like have been pretty easy picks. So okay, so the the Tempe is coming off a bye, so that's giving an extra. Bit of uh, time to prepare. They've got some extra time to prepare. They and got some healthy. extra rest. Man. Um, I'm not. I was trying to look at the uh, the injury report, and they got a couple guys that are questioning. One of one of the big ones that'll be a big component being Mike Evans. Um, not sure. I think he's still questionable, so I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Hmm. Which doesn't really help. Yeah, it doesn't help much. <laughs> this is hard. This is a hard one to predict. The uh, I, I would say the majority of people are picking the Lions to win. So, all right, I'm gonna. All right, you got a, you got your decision. Yeah, I got my decision. All right, what yeah. are you what are you picking? Uh, win th- or loss? I think it's a win for them. I think they go down there and I think they beat Tampa. Okay. All right. I think I think that's what good teams do, and I think the Lions are a good team this year. The Lions are a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not played a very strong schedule. They've beat teams that the Lions are going to beat. Um, they've beat Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings. Those are not very good teams. I don't think Baltimore is, is looking like a very good team either. They beat them. You know what? I'm going for a Lions win. <laughs> and it's so strange. Again, I'm predicting a win. They should win this game just according to the the skills, the skill yeah. set. You just break down Jared Goff. Is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Yep. Uh, our running back is better than theirs. Um, our defense is better than theirs. Anyway, all right. I'm going to predict the Lions win. All right, let's do it. We're, we're both on team win this this week. I don't we'll like this. I don't like this train. Where <laughs> I'm always predicting they're going to win, but it's very possible that the Lions will be favored in almost every game moving forward. Yeah, it's crazy. Obviously, they're not going to win every single game moving forward. No. Or that would be insane if they did that. Um, they're going to lose again at some point, but I'm just, I think I'm going to predict the win, you know? Let's go for it. Let's be hopeful. Let's do it. All right. So let's get into this podcast, today. All right. Let's do it. I like it. Let's get into the meat of the stew. We just did a little a broth. broth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beef, some beef broth. Let's get into the meat of the stew. Um, okay. The title of the podcast today is Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. It's a good one. And um, we're going to just uh, talk about uh, th- things you can do to help you f- overcome. Yeah. And what I like about this podcast topic, Pastor Luke, is that uh, I think we're going into a season where a lot of people can have that feeling of being overwhelmed. You know, we're going into and we're, we're into we're fully into the fall season now. Uh, people are back in school. They're trying to get that rhythm. Maybe uh, people have changed schools. Maybe you're uh, maybe you graduated last year, maybe from high school or from college. And now you're looking for a job and you're trying to get into that, adjust to that uh, new adult life. Yeah. Uh, maybe you went from maybe you're one of our younger listeners and you went from middle school to high school. Like it's a big adjustment. You feeling that feeling of overwhelmed. And I think this is going to be a really... You know, a lot's going on in the world right now, too. Yeah, tons of stuff is going on in the world right now. There, there's a lot of, of chaos yeah, it's in our world right da- now. It's real bad right now. 
And so I think this is a timely podcast yeah. that a lot of people with not only is it a, a new season for a lot of people right now, but it's also a chaotic time that we're living in. Oh, man. And a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed. So I'm, I'm excited to get into this today. Well, I, I have a lot of thoughts um, and uh, heartfelt like concern for Israel right now. Yeah. That, that's weighs on me. Um, there's just... Their service is coming up. This, the, the, the schedule's busy. It, you, can, you can feel overwhelmed quickly. Absolutely. So what we want to do today is give you some tips on how to feel overcoming, how to get, how to feel like you're overcoming when you feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And the first tip we have is create the right atmosphere. Create the right... That's such a... Practical, I guess. Yeah, word. Yeah, is the, right, is the right thing. It's a very practical tip. And your atmosphere is the con- is really. I could just say, it's the, what's the condition of your heart right now? Yeah. And you you can improve the atmosphere of your heart and the condition of your heart by the type of content you can consume. Yep. <laughs> the type of people you associate with. Um, the places you're at. Oh yeah. I, I'll tell you right now, Pesterian, it is so difficult to be worried when you're worshiping Jesus at, yeah. chur- at church. Oh, yeah. that Just getting in that atmosphere. I love that saying, worry and worship cannot coexist at the same time in your brain. Yeah. When you worship, you're focused on Jesus. Yeah. You're not worrying. You're not feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling like you're like an overcomer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what's so cool about atmosphere is that you can you can change the atmosphere. You know, you 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 can change where you're at. You can you can go to a different room. Yeah. You can choose not to go into this situation. You can change the content in which you're consuming. Yeah. You can change the TV shows you're watching. Yeah. You can change the music you're listening to. You can change the podcast you're listening to. Like you you can change what you're consuming to produce the atmosphere that you want to be in. Uh, yeah, here, here's a challenge for you. Uh, in the next 24 hours, pick up your Bible every single time you're, you're tempted to grab your phone. Ooh, grab your Bible instead. Yeah, that's S- good. Tell me, tell me how you feel at the end of the day. At the end of those 24-hour challenge, yeah. tell me how you feel. You're going to feel way better. You are going to feel way better. You know, the other weekend, I was... Uh, I was kind of challenging some students to do some stuff, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pick up a challenge myself. I was like, I'm gonna for it was like over two days. I was like, I'm gonna not touch social media. Okay, I'm not gonna like YouTube, Instagram. Those are the two biggest ones for me. Is like YouTube and Instagram. I was like, not even gonna touch them. Okay, not gonna go on. For the first, I don't know, few hours, I was like, a couple times tempted. Could, it's all, like all you could think about. Tempted to go like hop on Instagram. Yeah, and uh, especially like just in that like random downtime. Uh, if you're yeah. like, there's nothing real. I don't really have anything to do right now. So, you know, you just go to go to Instagram, start scrolling. Well, instead, I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start opening my Bible and start reading this. And I'm gonna, or I set aside some more time to pray. By the end of those, it was like two and a half days. The end of those two and a half days, I was like, I feel so much better. Like, I feel so, um, so much more at peace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Than, than if I would have just been on Instagram or YouTube for the past two days. Yeah, um, have you had a situation like this? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But um, where like you were going over to your friend's house, and like you 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 knocked on the door, and they let you in, and the atmosphere of the house felt bad. Yeah, 
and like you you weren't there, but when you walked into the house, you could tell. I think there was like a big argument that was just happening here. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, that, that's the, that's like an atmosphere. Like, you, you don't put don't put yourself in those situations. Yep. You know, avoid those those situations. Avoid those atmospheres. Here's another tip that me and Pastor Aaron have for you. Give them tip number two, Pastor Aaron. All right. It's it's all about your power supply. Mm, the right power supply. The right power supply. You know, um, <clears throat> I got a an interesting little analogy here for a good power supply. Um, my cousin is uh, a really big bass fisherman, um, fishes some massive tournaments in the state of Michigan. And he actually, um, <laughs> he owns two really, really expensive bass boats. And one of them he rents out over the summer. Um, and so he, he rents them out to, to different customers that come up, a lot of them out of state, you know, they want to rent his boat. And well, he kept having this issue where all of his, everything electronic on his boat, I mean, this is a, like, I'm not even going to tell you the price tag on this boat, but, but it's in, it's insane. Power okay? shouldn't go out on it. Power sh- should not be going. Power should be the least thing they have to worry about. The power kept going out after just a few hours huh. of being on the water. And he's like, what is going on? He took it to the company, and they kept every time they kept trying to fix the wiring, fix the wiring, must be something in the wiring, must be something in the wiring. Finally, my dad was actually over talking with him, and he said, Matt, it's not your wiring, it's your battery. You have a terrible battery hmm. that's powering way too much for this small of a battery. Your power supply. You need to get a bigger battery that's going to last longer and be in a totally different makeup of a battery. It's, it was the power supply. And that can be in our life. We can we can try so often to run every area of our life no. off of the wrong power supply. And you run a, out. You a, can't do it. A tiny little battery is doing everything. <laughs> And that, that's not sustainable. No. It's not. No. Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. There it is. There it is. There was a really funny video I watched the other day. Okay. It was the, it, it, the name of the video was The World's Worst House. And it, <laughs> okay. it was fake. But yeah. the realtor was trying to sell this house. Yeah. And it was the world's worst house. Okay. And the power of the house was supplied by a guinea pig running on a <laughs> running on a wheel. <laughs> so that's how the house was powered. Yeah. And it had a <laughs> so that made me think of that, you know. Yeah. Another funny part of it was you know, you know what a Murphy bed is? Yeah. Oh yeah. They had a Murphy tub. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah, but I, the, the 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 couple was like w- w- eyes wide, like they don't want this house. You know, you yeah. don't want a house that's powered by a guinea pig. <laughs> by a guinea that, pig. <laughs> in order for the, the house to have power, it has to run on the wheel. No, no, so, you don't. Let me encourage you out there. How? <laughs> where's your power supply? Yeah. What are you plugged into? And and you know we're all familiar with this, Pastor Aaron. When it comes to our our iPads, phones, laptops. If we don't plug these things in for hours, yeah, every single day, they're they're not going to work. Yeah, right. You are more important than any <laughs> iPad, phone, or laptop. You need to get plugged in to the Holy Spirit uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially now where everything seems very stressful and things are very chaotic and the world is not doing well. Yeah. How are you doing? Where what power supply are you plugged into right now? 
Yeah, and I think this is really important when it comes to feeling overwhelmed or being in a high stress situation is is understanding that your power supply has to be proper because Pastor Luke, in and and you know this, in high stress, high feelings of overwhelm, I'm not sure what exactly you call that, but a feeling of overwhelm, our natural tendency is to want to draw back, to be isolated, to protect ourselves, to go into uh, just absolute defense mode mm. in these situations. It's what our what's what our brain, that's what our body will naturally want to do. And so, in that moment, if you're not pr- before the moment, if you're not making sure that you're plugged into the right power supply constantly, then when you get into the moment and you want to try to go into that defense mode. It, it's it's all going to fail. You're not going to have the power. You're not going to be able to sustain living in a high stress or a high uh, feeling overwhelmed situation for very long because your power supply was never right. And so I think it's even more important in a time of feeling overwhelmed to make sure that you are in the word of God, that you're worshiping Jesus, that you're having moments of prayer, that you're not looking to other people to fix all of your your problems, that Mm. that you're not looking for other people to satisfy all of your needs. Because sometimes it's not even fixing problems, but it's satisfying a need that you have. And you're not looking for those other people to satisfy your needs, but you're looking to the only one who truly can satisfy your needs, and that's Jesus. Yes. Number three. The right information. <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. I would say this, Pastor Aaron, that the the best churches have a pastor who got the right information <laughs> to preach on Sunday morning. Yeah. And people want to go to a church where the pastor is giving them the right information. Yep. That's why those are some of the, excuse <clears throat> me, those are some of the best churches. Those churches fill up with people because they spent all week long... <laughs> Like getting bad information, yeah, negative information, wrong information, misguided information, uh, you know, uh, sm- uh, it just goes on smelly, junky, terrible information, and they go, "Oh my gosh, I got to get right information." Yeah, and they go to church on Sunday, and the pastor speaks from the Word of God. Yeah, maybe it speaks from like maybe the Lord spoke to him that week about something, and just they just it's like a, a word. It's like. A salty nugget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, the, he's giving out those salty nuggets and you're, you're, it's hitting your tongue. You're like, oh, that tastes good. That's that tastes good. good. I like good. that salty nugget. And, uh, and he's giving you the right information. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so key, Pastor Luke, to, to get that right information. If you're talking about a pastor, from a pastor who's in the Word of God, from a pastor who's hearing from the Lord. Um, it's interesting to watch. I've watched pastors who almost ma- try to manufacture a message in a way that it's entertaining, that it's what people want to hear, that it's the message that they think will draw the biggest crowd and get the most clicks on Instagram. Hmm. But it's not, it, you can tell it doesn't come from a place of, man, God gave me a revelation hmm. as I was reading his word. And I yeah. want to communicate it to you guys because this is so powerful. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't come from that place of the Lord was, I was, I was in the word of God and here's what he, he revealed to me. It f- comes from this place of, uh, 
I don't know, just l- look at how great of a communicator I am almost, or or I want you to be entertained, entertained by this. Maybe more entertainment. Yeah. And, and we don't we don't really, in this time and age that we live in, Pastor Aaron, <clears throat> we don't need entertainment. Yeah, seriously. We need the right information. We need we need the word of God preached. We, yeah. need, we need the right info. Yeah, we do. I, I like what the angel of the Lord said to Gideon when he was hiding. Yeah. He said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Yeah. Whoa. What? What What'd you say? <laughs> I'm hiding? I'm not a... I don't feel like a mighty hero. The, the, the angel Lord is t- giving him the right information yeah. to communicate to him, this is how we see you. Yeah. This is what you're capable of. This is what you're going to do. You're a mighty hero, and the Lord is with you. you see yourself as God sees you. Mm. That's so critical to be able to see yourself as God sees you. I think... One one thing that we can struggle with, especially with te- as teenagers or, or young people, is that we struggle with the idea of really being adopted into sonship and understanding what what a son or a daughter of Christ is. You know, we are the Bible says that we're co heirs with Christ, but we can tend to see ourselves as uh, more of that. Paul talks about being a bond servant or a slave of Christ. Sure. And we almost want to identify with that more because yeah. we're we're kind of like that prodigal son. We come to Jesus and we're like, I'm not even worthy to be your son. Like just treat me like a servant. Yeah. Like you're 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 so much better than me. I I can't even be your son or your daughter anymore. Hmm. But that father in that story comes up and runs to his son, wraps him up in a hug, celebrates, my son has come home. That w- and, and that's how we should see ourselves. Yeah. When, when you walk around your school, when you walk around your, your job, when you walk around in your family, when, you, when you're communicating with your spouse, communicate, walk around, have an air about you of, yeah, I'm a son of God. Yeah. I'm a daughter of God. Like, I'm a prince or a princess. Like, yeah. that, that is a... A surefire way to have an overcoming attitude when you feel overwhelmed. Getting the getting the right information. Getting that right info inside of you. All right, give them, give them the next one. All right, I like this one. Location. Oh, location. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said that. Yeah, get get in the right location. Get in the right location. Sometimes the, God says go. Yeah, and sometimes God says stay. Sometimes it stay. It reminds me of a sign I was driving down uh, M59 a couple of years ago, and there was a, a, a neighborhood. They had a big sign out. They were trying to sell some homes in this neighborhood. They had a big sign out. And the sign said, location, location, location. And every time on the sign, the word kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, location, location, location. They were yelling Uh it. And the idea was that our neighborhood's in a great location. Uh And location is everything when you're buying a house. Yeah. Um, And that's also true with your life. Yeah. The location, the place you choose to plant yourself can be everything. Yes. I always think about the um, the latest like revival we've we had, which was the Asbury revival. Yeah, and something unique about a, a powerful move of the Lord is that it happens in a specific location. Yeah, if you want to experience the Asbury revival, you had to go to Asbury University and attend a service. <laughs> right. That it, and God. There's something here about how God moves in lo- a lo- specific location. 
And if you're not there, you don't experience it. Yeah. I don't know why God does it this way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a mystery to me. Yeah. I but this is getting in the right location is really important. It is really important. And it, it is a mystery. And I don't understand it 100%. We, I think you see it a ton. You read through the book of Acts and you see these big moves of the Spirit of God. And it was always about... It was in that place, in that person's home, in that upper room with those believers. Like, it, it didn't happen to every single believer all over the world at the time. It was in a location. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. There's, <laughs> that's how God does things. But exactly. That's how God does things. And so I want to try to be in the right location. Yeah. And, and f- it, it seems to me it's really important <laughs> to be in the right location. And I get a little stressed about this. Like because, am I am I in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time right now? Right. Or should I be somewhere else doing yeah. something else with some other people? Like, am I in the right location right now? Yeah. And and there's a, there's something to more to this. I think, Pastor Aaron, maybe one day we'll like do a greater full length podcast on just this one point. Yeah. But this is a bit of a mystery to me. Yeah, I think you had to be, you got to kind of be in the right spots. Yeah. I think one thing that can help with being in the right spots, Pastor Luke, is, is avoiding wrong spots. You might be thinking, well, yeah, duh, obviously. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you could, you could be at the bar <laughs> exactly. or you could be at church. Like if those are your options, if it's like, listen, I could, I could be at a connect group or I could be going to this party. Yeah. I could, I could be going to church on Wednesday night or uh, I could... You know, fill in the blank yeah. with whatever it Stay is. Stay at home and watch TV. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> That's not even a bad location, but it's not the right location. Exactly. And so just constantly trying to put yourself where the right location could be, I think, is, is a key to this point. Yeah. All right. Here, here's another one. We're marching through these. The right focus. Mm. Ooh. Matthew 5.44 says, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Man, that's called like focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's called like a, a laser beam kind of life. That, that's serious focus. Job 42, verse 10. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Wow. That's focus. That. Get the focus off yourself and on to others. Yeah. That's the right focus. That is the right focus. And I know all you want to do is think about yourself. Yeah. I know it. (laughs) You will, you will, you know, find yourself feeling overwhelmed if all you're doing is only ever thinking about yourself. Oh, 100%. We, I mean, I, I could talk about this one for a long time. I just preached a message recently at Ignited about <clears throat> the idea of, of getting your focus on other people and off of yourself because we, we live in, in, a, uh, in a selfie generation. Yeah. That it's all about me. It's all about us, right? There's this kind of goofy illustration, but it's true that illustrates this, right? If you take if you take a group picture with somebody and they're going to post it and they show it to you, 
Who's the first person you look at in the picture? <laughs> you're going to look at yourself. You're going to look at yourself you're first. Find yourself. Right? You're going to find yourself and look, oh, are my eyes closed? Do I look good? Yeah. Like, is that my good side? <laughs> no. Okay, we need to retake the picture. Everyone else look good. I don't care. Redo it. Um, <clears throat> and it's kind of goofy, but it's true. And I think it, it shows that we, even, even past, like, here's the thing, even in our prayers Ooh. can get so selfish. Yeah. Lord, could you give me this? Yes. Lord, could you do that for me? Yes. Lord, would you speak to me so that I can feel better, so that I can be confident in my calling? And and we even in our prayers, even in in our um trying to be spiritual can get focused on ourselves. Yeah. And right there in that Matthew 5 passage, Jesus is saying, Hey, everybody, even even the pagans love people who love them. Like, if you're only caring about yourself, you're really not any better than, than the sinners or the pagans. He's like, listen, get your focus off of you onto other people. And when it comes to prayer, I heard this. This is crazy, but I heard this acronym when I was in, like, third grade here growing up at church. And I, it, like, stuck with me. Let's hear it. Um, <clears throat> and it was called, when, when you're praying, they, they say, when you're praying, pray joy. Pray Jesus, others, yourself. Yeah. And you know, I've I've heard like tons of acronyms of how to pray the you know the five finger prayer this and this is, but that one's so simple. Yeah, joy, Jesus, others, yourself. It, it helps me remember it. It's probably the simplest thing that I've ever heard, but it, it really helps me to. And it's basically, man, when, when I pray now, I want to come in Jesus first. Man, I'm just coming up with a heart of thankfulness. Yeah, Jesus, man, you are so awesome. You are amazing. I love you. Thank you so much for saving me. Yep. Like that's not about me at all. As this, like Jesus, I just laugh. And then, and then it's others. Yeah. And then, man, Lord, I'm, thank you for the friends in my life. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my ministry. I'm praying for these people. And, and then finally, I'm like, uh, I'll pray about Lord. I have this desire. Would you do this in my life? But that's the last thing I'm going to pray about. Yeah. And that that's helped me when it comes to focus, when it comes to prayer. I like that. To get my focus on the right thing. Last one. Just give it to us, Pastor Aaron. Last one. Timing. Ooh, the right timing. Right timing. This is a good one. Yeah. I, I have this in my notes. A couple is adopting a baby. Okay. They do not think it's inhumane to wait nine months for their baby to come. Because that's how long a baby takes to develop. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you're adopting, right? Yeah. It's not inhumane to wait nine months for your <laughs> baby to come. Right. But see, the thing is, is that that's normal for a baby to take nine months to come. Yeah. Even if you're adopting, even no matter what. Right. So what? what why do I say that? Is because sometimes we get frustrated with the normal timing of the life, <laughs> of life. What? I, I'm, I'm adopting a child. I got like nine months. It's not inhumane, duh. Like, <laughs> why are you so impatient? I, I got to wait nine months too, <laughs> just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I got I, I to gotta go four years to college to get my bachelor's degree? <laughs> what? I got to go 12 years of school? <laughs> no, these are not inhumane things. This is what everybody has to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and see, the thing is, is that we want to rush the timing of God. Yeah. We want, oh, I, I, don't, I need to be a... I need to be a leader now. Yeah. I need to be in charge now. I need to be the I need to have my own office now. Oh yeah. I, I I need to I need to be I need to have this boyfriend now, this girlfriend now. I need to be married now. I need to be have this job now. Ooh. 
I need my bank account to be at this place now. And God doesn't always work right now. And we're demanding things that are not po- like, <laughs> that's not how it works. It's not how it, it works. It takes nine months for her baby <laughs> to come. It takes, you know, 12 years to graduate from school. You know, all these things, these are normal things. It's not inhumane. Yeah. And, and, and so, but we're trying to, we try to rush everything. We, we want to rush everything. I mean, yeah. we're not just a selfie you know, cult society. We're a microwave society. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we got that T-Bell mentality. I, <laughs> I, I want everything that I want, and I want it right now, and I want it to cost as little as possible. <laughs> T-Bell, is that, is that slang for Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, what is T-Bell? I was like, is it T-Mobile? I was like, is that? <laughs> so, yeah, we're, yeah, we like T-Bell. What? <laughs> 99 cents for a taco? <laughs> I don't want that. I want it to be 79 cents. And yeah. I want it now. And I want it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly, that's what we live in. And that is going to make you feel overwhelmed like nobody's business. Oh, my gosh. You know, we did, I just got back from vacation. We'll end with this, too, because we're, we're out of time now. And I'm traveling with five people. Yeah. And you want to travel with five people, you're going to move a little slower just naturally. Yep. But then you travel through airports <laughs> with thousands of people. Yeah. The lines never move fast enough. Nope. The workers never work fast enough. The drink cart never comes down the aisle fast enough. They taxi in the on the runway way too long. They don't ever turn off the seatbelt sign fast enough. They don't disembark the plane fast enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, all you and all your you're just like, you know. All of a sudden, you realize how selfish you are, <laughs> how self-consumed you are, how you want everything now, the way you want it, how you want it, you want it now, and people just start getting fussy. Yeah. Oh yeah. But there's nothing you can do. The line's moving slow. The cart moves slow. The yep. drink. The drink comes slow. The the, the security line is slow, and yep. all the while that plane is taking off on time, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, Sometimes, and that's kind of how life is. Yeah, is that we're kind of impatient. Yep. Oh, we are. But you want to ha- have a feeling. You want to feel overcomed. You want to have an overcoming heart. Yeah, an overcomer spirit. You need to have the right. Understand God's timing. God's timing. And and be okay with where you're at in life. That's good. It is good. I like that. All right. These are some great points. It's been great to be with you today, audience. Great to be with you guys. Oh. Nice hearty bowl of podcast stew. This was a good one. It's a great one. Man. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.